River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I am Dan here along with Eric. Easy E, say hello. What's happening, everyone? And actually, allow me to uh, change this real quick. There we go. Ad libbing on the fly. There we go. I'm Indiana Dan with Easy E because this is our weekly Friday parlay episode. Well, wait, guys, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You guys did a parlay episode last week. You already set your bets for the Super Bowl. Our serious bet, let's call it, sure. Uh, but thanks to Bavada, not DraftKings, we had to go to Bavada for this one. We have found the more fun uh, parlay picks. Uh, for some reason, they weren't on DraftKings, no slight on them. But uh, James, <clears throat> excuse me, James was propping or hyping up no play on words there. <laughs> um, uh, the the fun bets, like how long the national anthem is and uh, what's the Gatorade color. And we just, we couldn't find them anywhere else besides Bavada. But we very much wanted to, um, we very much wanted to take a look at those. And we just found them on Bavada. Um, it's a shame that James isn't here. Uh, he should be back here next week. But as they say, the show must go on. And Eric, you and I have each picked six that we want to go through. Uh, we don't have a graphic up for these. Uh, we're just going off our own prompters here. Uh, but I will open the floor to you, Eric. What is the first fun prop that uh, caught your eye here on uh, all these options that we had? Because there's literally like a hundred options that we could pick from. Yeah, there were a bunch. The first one that caught my eye that I thought was just like kind of goofy and mildly entertaining was how many times will the chains be used for measurement? And it's an over-under, so it's either over one and a half or under one and a half. Over one and a half is plus 305. Under is minus 455. So, you know, big money. Well, not big money, but good money if you hit the 305 on the over. You know, not really getting anything if you hit the under. Which one would you pick? Should you? Pick oh, I would take one? the over. I mean, I would just try for the money on that one. I think, you know... <laughs> Yeah, why not give it a go? See what happens. Uh, it's possible that they'll bring out the chains. And I mean, really measuring for two first downs in a crucial Super Bowl. I think that the officials might be a little bit more inclined to pull the chains out when it's close than they would in a regular game. And so I think that there's a possibility. Okay. Okay, you phrasing it like that gives me a little bit of thought of food for thought on that because I saw that one and I was just like the chains never come out they come out literally once a game so that made sense that the line was there but you know in a super bowl okay hmm interesting i <laughs> you kind of swayed me a little bit on it it's not on my <laughs> ticket but no that is interesting food for thought when you put it that way my first one how long will it take the McIntyre to sing the national anthem i took the over on this one over 90 seconds and it's not on my ticket but post every, basically everything that's a song <laughs> given the pomp and circumstance of how big it is and like i i did not do homework on this i don't know if how many people like sped through all of them or took their sweet time i didn't but for me i 
I don't know, just something in my gut says, um, on my ticket, I just had the national anthem, but for that and Post Malone singing America the Beautiful, I would take the the over on those. I can't imagine that um, they would they would maintain the integrity of the song for sure, but I can't imagine that they're going to try and like stay in time with it. Like the If that's the average time, I mean, if you get what I'm saying, I feel like it's going to be yeah. drawn out in a lot of like a lot of held notes. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would definitely think that for, you know, what I could see that for both of them, really. I mean, yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. I so. think, I think with how big a deal it is, especially for Post Malone, like, if I had to only pick one of them, I would pick Post Malone for dragging it out more, just because McIntyre's been there and she's just more tenured and maybe like it's not quite as big a deal and she would just sing the song, but I. That's hyper speculation on my part, but gut reaction. Both songs are going to take over their respective time. Uh, this one was, oh, it's very small because uh, I have the way I have my screen set up yeah. over. OK, I think it was over 90 seconds, but it says over a minute and dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I think it was 90. I think it was 90 seconds, though, for the national anthem. But uh, anyway, that's my first pick. So here I'll put a twist on this question. Why is not someone that's more? vegas like more associated with vegas singing the national anthem right like why is it reba like that doesn't really make any sense like shouldn't it somebody be that like, already has a residency well yeah or just that you associate with vegas like it could have even just been like a fat elvis impersonator i don't really care but just somebody that, that just resonates and sings and speaks vegas reba does it like if it was in texas if it was in cowboys stadium i could see it being reba but just she doesn't she doesn't speak Vegas to me. Like when they had the hmm. Super Bowl in L.A., you know, they did the whole Dr. Dre halftime show. That was very that was very L.A. and very California. Vegas. Now we've got Reba. We've got Post Malone. He's from Texas, too. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then Usher is the um, does Usher scream to you Vegas then? He has a residency in Vegas, I believe. So from that perspective, I guess. But other than that, no. Because uh, if we're talking about residency, didn't um, oh, apologies if I'm getting the name wrong. Didn't Adele have a residency in Vegas, or am I confusing yeah. her with uh? Okay, because I knew Celine Dion did until she got sick. Um, but yeah, I, I for some reason Adele, if Adele was doing the national anthem over, like the bar, the bar ought to be set at over two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. she would definitely belt it out and take her time with it just because her voice is amazing and just it, we're not worthy. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't book her. It's just we're not worthy. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Let me go to my next one. What do I got for my next one here? For my next one here. So I have one that kind of dovetails off of what you were just covering. Mine ties into the national anthem as well. Mine is, will any scoring drive take less time than it takes to sing the national anthem? So a little combination of your over on the national anthem with will it take less time to score than it does to sing the national anthem. So Reba goes, you know, two minutes, 13 seconds. Will somebody score in less than that? Uh, that's a yes is negative 215 and no is plus 160. Um, if I was betting on this, I would actually take, ooh, what would I do? Any scoring drive take? I would take yes. I would think that somebody is going to hit a quick score 
uh, in this game and, and pull something out of it uh, and make something happen quickly at some point in time. So uh, while the odds are not as good for the yes bet with it being negative 215, I would take the yes bet and think that somebody is going to score faster than it takes to sing the national anthem. It's yeah. With the two minute drills in both um, with the two minute drills at the end of each half, I I'm surprised it's not more of a spread personally, but, um, but yeah, no, my gut would say that there's, there's going to be some, that's, that's going to be inevitable with how high the stakes are. Somebody's going to have a successful two minute drill or, uh, McCaffrey's going to have a breakout or Macheco's going to have a jailbreak or Debo might, or Kelsey might just barrel through the safeties. Like I, I <laughs> can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine somebody's going to have a jailbreak or succeed on the two minute drill and have a drive in 30 seconds. Like I, I would take the yes on that, that uh, yeah. one drive will be faster. Yeah. But again, that spread, that spreads a lot closer than I thought. I thought the nose, um, I don't know. I'm surprised at that. Yeah. So, all right. What do you got next? Uh, <laughs> I love this next one. The Drake curse. What team apparel will Drake be wearing at the Super Bowl? <laughs> I, <laughs> I could see him. I could see him being a fanboy. Um, I, I'm hardly a Drake fan. This is kind of, this just is just talking out of my ass uh, earmuffs. But Drake, um, I really hope he wears the Chiefs, and I anticipate him wearing the Chiefs because I could see him definitely being just a fanboy and just like want to see the Chiefs dynasty like actually be solidified as a dynasty. Which yeah, I don't know how it's not called one now, but I I think regardless of this, we are in a Chiefs dynasty personally, but. But yeah, I think Drake is going to rock some Chiefs gear. Well, if there really is such a thing as a Drake curse, then I hope he does rock the Chiefs gear because I don't want him wearing Niners stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to say. The Niners are pretty popular in Vegas with it being so close to California. Uh, he might be trying to play into what he thinks is going to be the majority crowd. I've heard that the crowd there is majority uh Niners fans so he might be trying to sort of like play along with who he thinks is kind of quote unquote the home favorite um I don't know what I would really pick for that I guess I would just bet with my heart and I would bet for him to be in Chiefs clothing because I would want him to curse the Chiefs so that would be how I would bet on that I I agree I yeah my gut thinks he will and I yeah like you I really really hope he does um <laughs> yeah. I've seen so many I've seen so many things though that like are uh Kyle is six and zero in the playoffs when he's favored, which shocked me because I forgot we weren't favored in the Eagles game last year. Uh and then uh I don't know. I've seen a bunch of stuff like that. Like a a simulation that's gotten the last three or four Super Bowl picks right said that the Niners were gonna win. And then this one guy on Twitter, I take him with a grain of salt. He was like, I've picked the I've picked the Super Bowl winner wrong six years in a row. And my gut's telling me the Chiefs are gonna win i'm like how much can we actually trust you but okay <laughs> well if you're yeah, always no, wrong i, I mean <laughs> well then no i hope your heart is telling you the chiefs and i hope your yeah. streak continues <laughs> yeah yeah uh so, anyway what's your what's your third pick uh the next one i have is a very practical bet and one that i'm very sad that i can't make on DraftKings. actually uh it's longest super bowl field goal uh, it's like, will the record of 54 yards be broken? Um, and that's yes at plus 240 or no at negative 340. 
Uh, to that's me, shocking. That's not on. That's shocking. That's not on DraftKings. I know. I'm going to look again after the show to make sure that it's not been put up there at some point in time. But it wasn't on the other day when I looked. Uh, 54 yard field, like a 55, 56, 57 yard field goal. That's not really that big of a task for uh, Butker from the Chiefs. He'll kick that. Uh, and, uh, you know, Moody's got a big leg. Whether or not he would make it or not, eh, you know, kind of sketchy. But uh, he at least does have the big leg to kick it. Um, you know, kicking his long longer. Was, his long was 52, wasn't it? I don't remember. So, but long field goals are, are a thing in the NFL now. You know, people aren't afraid to kick 50 plus yard field goals. So this one felt like it was actually a fairly attainable uh, bet that could be achieved. And with it being positive odds on the yes bet, I was really excited to see that. So I would definitely take this. I'm definitely going to try to see if I can actually bet this somewhere. Oh, no, I would, too. That's um, yeah. OK, I pulled it up here on The Athletic. Uh, Moody's longest kick was 50, 52 yards, and that was his only attempt 50 plus. And he was one for three on 40 to 49s. I think one of them was a block, though. But um, <laughs> but anyway, that is no, I does not vote. That does not make me feel any better, Dan. <laughs> uh, I would definitely take that bet, too. I because Butker. Bucker is like Elliot. I've seen Bucker make some stupid, yeah. ridiculous kicks, yeah. and I'm I'm keeping the uh, we're sticking with him. So I might as well try to invest some faith into him. I don't want to put that bad mojo out there for our own kicker. But no, I why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we take this one? I would absolutely say someone is gonna uh make that make. I I'm shocked it's that low. I absolutely yeah. would take that bet, even if it doesn't happen. I no, I'd enthusiastically take that bet too. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, what do you got? Uh, the next one is um, one that seems very, very reasonable for me, given the quarterbacks that we have in this game. Purdy, he's not immune from uh, interceptions. Uh, specifically in the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes has thrown a lot of interceptions, if you actually look at it. It's not a lopsided. Like, I think he's still thrown more touchdowns than picks, but he throws a lot of picks when you look at his three Super Bowls up to this point. He's thrown a lot more picks than he does in the regular season. So is the first turnover of the game an interception? I think that's an easy yes. It's minus 150, surprisingly. Like, oh, I guess a lot of I guess a lot of people are uh, willing to take the gamble that uh, someone's going to have a muff punt or uh, somebody has a fumble. But uh, but no, I I think I don't know. I'm not convinced that. Uh, somebody's going to have a case of the Butterfingers. Uh, I think regardless of who it's going to be, like I said, Purdy's not immune to picks. I would not be yeah. surprised if he threw one. And then I'm for sure expecting Patrick Mahomes to throw at least one pick because he has every Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, I feel very confident that the first inter the first turnover of the game is going to be an interception. Now you've got me wondering if I can bet on DraftKings that the total number of interceptions in the game will be two plus. I'm going to have to check that out now. Uh, because I think Purdy's going to throw at least one pick for sure. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Played I, these it, playoffs, yeah, he probably will. Like, I'm just anticipating that in my gut already. <laughs> yeah, well, and then anytime he's played, uh, th so there's a really great article on ESPN today. If you haven't got a chance to read it yet, Bill Barnwell, um, who I read everything that he puts out. His articles are always great and fascinating with all the detail that he puts into them. He does a tremendous breakdown. Uh, he does a tremendous breakdown of the Super Bowl in terms of the Chiefs and the Niners going at each other. And he has a section there where he breaks down Purdy's 
struggles against top 10 defenses versus um, everyone else. And uh, there's a big decline in Purdue statistics against uh, really good defenses. So, uh, and his interceptions go way up. So to your point, I think Purdue throwing a pick is, is pretty likely to happen. Well, I, that's, that's the big thing that I've been harping on all week is that Kansas city secondary is legit. Like I'm not, yeah. there was so many of the picks in Baltimore were just flukes. Like you're not going to get three picks on three tip drills again. I, that's <laughs> right. such an anomaly, but no, he struggled against, uh, he struggled against Cleveland and yeah, yeah he struggles against, uh, he struggles against good secondaries. And I mean, who doesn't, but no, that is probably the hardest thing for him to do is face an aggressive secondary that Kansas City has. Not that we can't overcome it, but but yeah, no, somebody the first turnover of the game is going to be a pick. It's because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes likes to throw picks in the, in the Super Bowl, too. He's thrown at least one in each of them, whether he won or not. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. what's a four for now? We're on four. Uh, this would be my fourth one, and I think this is – I don't know if you ended up uh, picking this one as well when we were going through them here a little bit before the show. You had said this one caught your eye. So I also have this one. It's Super Bowl receptions record of 14 catches to be broken. I don't know if you ended up uh, settling yep. on that one or not. So uh, the yes yeah, we can, on we that can tag is, team this one. Yeah, the yes on that is plus 725. The no is minus 1,800. So – if I was betting this, I would obviously just bet yes because I'm chasing the money. Um, I think uh, I think it's possible that uh, that record could be broken if I was going to look at that from a strictly Niners perspective. I think that uh, it's possible that Debo could get that many touches. It's possible that McCaffrey uh, could get that many touches. Those would be the two leading candidates that I would think from a Niners perspective um, that would potentially get that. I don't think I don't think Ayuk would get that many catches. Um, I guess Kittle would be a really, really, really long shot in my mind um, to get that many catches. But I could see uh, Debo getting that many catches just through, um, you know, if they run a bunch of those little pop pass jet sweep kind of things, you know, we forget that those count as passes, right, when Purdy just – chucks the ball, you know, six inches in front of him and Debo picks it up. Those count as passes. Um, yeah. So, you know, you run three or four of those a game, uh, plus just the general uh, targets that he could potentially get if Ayuk is double covered in this game. Uh, it would be potential that he could get those. And then, like I said, McCaffrey is always an option. Um, if they have to go to some sort of a, a quick passing game or, you know, having to do a lot of check downs and stuff like that, you could easily see where McCaffrey could pile up catches. See, I I worry if we're going to be so spread out. So like I cuz we usually spread the ball out pretty good as best as we can, but even if we have to screen past McCaffrey all day or Debo, like Debo getting 14 targets I think is realistic, but I I looked at this as more of where else is uh Pat going to go? Um mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be Rice. Uh, Sky Moore got activated off IR, and so did Jarek McKinnon, um, which I don't. I was a little worried when I first saw that. I was like, oh, crap, Jarek McKinnon especially <laughs> ran over us in the Super Bowl. Um, when when we had him, we couldn't keep him healthy three years. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I think just with it, it just doesn't matter who we put on him. I think we can limit Kelsey's production, but 
I think with how with how much uh, volume that he generates, just because it is impossible to cover him, it's going to be mitigating his impact that we have to worry about, like limit how many catches he turns in the first downs, uh, try our damnedest to try and cover him in the red zone. Um, but in terms of getting peppered with catches, I think this is as big an opportunity for this one to hit as possible. So I would take it for fun. Like I like, and then we can look back at it as of course, like we lost this game because we let Travis Kelsey beat us. Like I, yeah, I don't want it to happen. And I, if it, if he does catch 14 catches, I'd be shocked if we won personally, but, um, but no, I just saw that. And I'm just like, I think, I, I don't know. I believe in our defense enough that I think we could still win with letting him get 14 catches because that would be a bad sign that that is the only person that could get open for Kansas City. That's just not good for any offense when you literally only have one person that you can throw to. I, I can't dispute that. So who do you know who has the record for the most catches in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, shoot. Rich was just talking about it. It's, um, uh, the Patriots running back. Um, yeah, not, it is. Uh, yeah, was it White? James? Yeah. James White. Cause it was D Thomas, uh, just a couple years before him. Cause Peyton hit him for like 12 or 13 and then yeah, White hit him for 14. That's the record. Yeah. Or it oh. is 13 to record. Uh, 14 is the record. Okay. I had a brain fart that, uh, that, the 14th catch would be the record not uh, okay now we're on the no. we're on the same page now <laughs> oh. all right what's your next one um all right since we tag team that one uh i will go up to <laughs> this one just made me laugh um how many times will roger goodell be shown <laughs> on screen yeah the i saw that under, one too. the over under is 1.5 like yeah. okay so if he's shown more than once then then we're solid. He's going to get shown more than once. It may be twice. It may be three times. Uh, uh, I wish I wish I saw a I wish I saw what the uh, over under for uh, Taylor Swift was. I didn't I unless I just skimmed past it. This is that wasn't on eye friendly. OK, this isn't very eye friendly with just how white this is. But um, yeah, but yeah, no, Roger Goodell getting shown literally twice and you win. Of course, I'm gonna take that. Plus, it's only minus 150. Like, of course, I take that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that's the definite over. I can't imagine that he'll won't be shown at least twice. Um, does it say during the game? Because he's obviously going to get shown once after the game too, because he's going to present the trophy. So, I mean, like, he's going to be there for that. So, I mean, I don't know if that one counts or not, but he's definitely no, getting shown whoever... at least twice during a game. I'm not convinced that this was um, I don't see Bing telling me that this website was translated, but I don't believe that uh, somebody with an English degree wrote this website because that variable is not a part of the question. Well, you mean like if Reba was going to be wearing a cowboy or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might go back and screen cap that for the thumbnail because that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, listeners. Oh my God. Go to Bavada.com and look for this. Uh, look for this list guys. I may, I may actually put the link in the show description just so you can find that one question. Will Reba wear a cowboy or not? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I really want to so see. I really want to bet that, but I'm not, I can't, it's unfortunate. So, all right. The next one, the next one I have is the next one I have. So now this one's kind of a wacky one. Uh, but I, I really just appreciated kind of just the absurdness of this entire bet, to be honest, and uh, thought it was just 
just insane that anybody would cobble anything together and that somebody would actually bet on this kind of thing. So what will be greater? McCaffrey's total receptions, carries, rush yards, and receiving yards in the Super Bowl, or the total of all the bogeys in round four of the Waste Management Phoenix Open? Whoa. The... <laughs> So I'll give you a minute to digest that. I'll repeat it again for you. <laughs> what will be greater? McCaffrey's total receptions plus his carries plus his rush yards plus his receiving yards. So if he gets, we'll say six his touches and scrimmage yards. Yeah, touches and scrimmage yards. All of that added together. All that smushed into one number compared to the total of all of the bogeys in round four of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I don't even know what that one is. I <laughs> I have um I have a relative, I'll say. I have a relative um that is a PGA member and I I'm tempted to ask him what the hell that is. <laughs> well, so a that's bogey a, that's is amazing. Anything, a bogey is anything that's over par. So like if it's a par 4 hole and you make it in 5, that's a bogey. So that's a, a that would go down as a 5. So anybody that had a 5 on that hole would get added together so it would be any number of fives but you got to remember pg so it's increments of five not increments of one right well no it would be increments of one because they could get a five or a six or a seven or an eight however many shots it takes them to get in the hole over okay. par would be how many it would be would be their total score but you got to remember like PGA professionals they don't you know they don't screw up all that often so bogeys are fairly rare it's just that the total is going to be fairly high because most of the time a bogey is going to be either like a five or a six, probably. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's only going to take, you know, 10 bogeys to add up to like 60 for that. But you got to figure McCaffrey is going to have way more rush yards and way more receiving yards for that. Anyways, the McCaffrey numbers is negative 145. Total bogeys is plus 110. I would take McCaffrey in this instance. I think that he was going to beat the total number of bogeys. So it's okay, but it's, is it the points from the bogeys? That's why I was getting confused at. Is it the points from the bogeys or the actual act that you went bogey, like an increment of one? It it would be the, it, well, it's not overly clear again, because this is this website is it just says total <laughs> bogeys in round four. I mean, Total I would bogeys. take Christian every day. I would take Christian every day then because Aloni's going to have at least 90 rushing yards. Are there going to be 90 bogeys or are we adding up the increments of five, six, seven? Because then that's another have question. To, I think they have to be adding up the increments of bogeys. I don't think it can just be total bogeys because there's only. It's going to be like, best, there's like <laughs> Yeah, at best, there's like 64 golfers. So, I mean, you know, I mean, at best, you would have you know, maybe three bogeys by each golfer. So, you know, that's not really going to be, you know, now you're at like a hundred ish bogeys. I mean, but that's, that's a crazy, that's a crazy, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. I would take McCaffrey and, and, and just run with it. I'll take McCaffrey too. That's, that's a really funny. That's a really, really funny one to be yeah. on there. I don't know how I missed that. Was that really far down there? Yeah, it's pretty far down. <laughs> Okay, that Jesus Christ, that is so funny. There, there's a uh, whole, there's a whole area of just like 
uh, Super Bowl versus other sport bets that are just all random and nonsensical. Oh, here's one. I'll just do a little bonus. Uh, no, I'll save that for the end. I'll save that for the end because I just want to ask this one, like, okay. uh, to see what you think on this one too. Because I, yeah, I didn't. I already full disclosure. I already had like ten, and clearly <laughs> I was only about halfway through the list. <laughs> yeah, like this stupid towards the end. Yeah. Uh, what is an octopus? By the way, I feel if that's a quick answer, what the hell so is an octopus? An, octop- an octopus is when the player scores the touchdown and then also scores the two point conversion. Oh, okay. I didn't know that I had a term for that. Oh, that's funny. I, I that's just not heard it happen. for the first time this year. That's not going to happen. But um, <laughs> no, that's cool. That's I did not know that was a term. Okay, I mean, here McCaff- we go. Here's McCaffrey the... could get an octopus. Okay, here's where the. <laughs> Here's the cross sport specials. It's a whole. Oh yeah. man, we don't have time. We don't have time to go through all these. This is no. Jesus there's Christ. like fifty of them. Oh, I'm just glancing at a handful of these, at and some of these are really well, funny. I've, okay. I've got another one from that pile when you're ready. So let me know. Okay, um, I'm gonna scroll back up to the serious football related one just so I don't forget <laughs> it. But anyway, my last real one that I have on my uh, ticket here. Uh, what are the primary colors of Reba McIntyre's boots? Yeah. Uh, dude, I I'm picking I wasn't picking the favorite one. Um in fact, I'm going to go back to control find this one. Here we go. Uh what are the primary colors of Reba's boots? The favorite in this one is black at plus 200, but I'm going all the way down to 2 3 4 5 6 to purple at plus 1000 because the the primary color of the Super Bowl logo is purple. I've been looking oh. at uh, Radio Row. I've been looking at Radio Row. It's decked in purple. I I don't know. I just got a feeling that she's going to rock the boots. I'm not saying the hat. I didn't have enough confidence to pick the hat, but that was the one right below it. Um but no, I feel like I think she'll keep in tow with the purple theme with the boots. So I don't know why that's plus 1000, but that would that would be my pick. I actually really like your insane betting logic on that, to be honest. I think the fact that you've kind of tied that into the logo and the color theme of the Super Bowl and everything like that, I think that fits uh, pretty, pretty spot on. And I, I would also, it seems more likely with the boots than the hat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think, I mean, if I was picking boots, I would just be picking a color of boots, right? I would just be going, uh, okay. Uh, red right i would just be picking a color but you've actually given me a reason to like choose purple so i would pick purple based on your crazy logic look like look looky there looky there yeah purple. yeah i mean yeah there's a lot there's a little bit of red and amber there's red too sunset. yeah yeah or, but i think like a yeah i think you i think your idea for purple is pretty sound thank you i appreciate that yeah. um was your the one you, you just said the last? Yeah, you started off. You started off all this, so you've gone through your six now, right? Oh, I have one more. Okay, no, let's go for the one more because I have one bonus one too. <laughs> okay, or I have that. Or I, I have the bonus one that I want to see your opinion on. Okay, I have. Uh, here's another. It's another cross sport one. What will be greater, Debo Samuel total targets in Super Bowl Fifty Eight, or? total goals between the Canucks and Capitals that play earlier that day. <laughs> oh my gosh. What an <laughs> average hot. 
an average hockey game typically ends in like two to one or three and one and it's Debo's targets. Uh, yeah, it's Debo's targets. So Debo's targets is negative 130. Total goals is even money. So uh, I would probably take I would take Debo's total targets because I think that the Niners are going to have to use Debo pretty exclusively. And again, those little pop passes that he gets, you know, those add up as targets um, and are pretty cheap and easy targets, especially those little screen passes that he gets to are cheap and easy targets. So, I mean, I think he could have six, seven targets pretty easily. That's a decently high scoring hockey game. So I think the total targets would win out. Yeah. Debo, Debo really uh, is kind of the safety net more than uh, like a screen pass to McCaffrey. Not that a screen pass to McCaffrey is not a safety net, but uh, when Brandon's not lucked into one-on-one coverage, Debo nine out of 10 times is the second read. And he loves targeting Debo. I've noticed before in the box score that Debo routinely has at least eight, nine. I saw one game he had 12 targets like Debo. He really likes targeting Debo a lot. So I would take that too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it for my wacky bets. What's the, what's well, the I got one, one you have? <laughs> um, whoop, that was not it. Here we go. I clicked the wrong thing. No, I, I, this is, this is genuinely something I I think is like um fun food for thought. Um, What will be the first enforced penalty of the game? And there oh. is, uh, there's eight choices. And I really think this is a fun little thought experiment. A false start is number one at plus 140. Offsides encroachment, neutral zone infraction, 290. Holding, plus 130. Okay, so actually that one's first. Um, pass interference, plus one plus 500. Any personal foul slash unsportsmanlike conduct, plus 650. Delay of game, 450. Uh, the, oh, play the field, plus 475. No penalty enforced in the game, plus 10,000. <laughs> If we had a penalty-free football game, that would be the most amazing thing on the planet. Uh, oh, dude. What was the what was the one before no penalties at all? Play the field. I uh, or uh, there play the field was plus four fifty. Then delay of okay. game was four oh five. Ooh, I would probably. What's going to be the first penalty enforced? It's going to be holding. Honest, I kind of think with with the noise um I does it specify it offensive or defensive holding or just holding uh it's just the word holding then i'm going holding it's either going to be offensive holding or that bullshit defensive holding call it's going to be one of those two calls it's going to be the first penalty part of me really really it's that's a real i understand why holding is number one and then false starts number two yeah. um but I don't know. My gut, my gut is screaming at me that somebody's going to jump early because they didn't hear the count, or like a either side neutral zone infraction or offsides. I because it's going to be loud as crap, like especially at the very start of the game. Holding being number one though does make total sense, and if holding is the first flag, no, I'm not going to be surprised. But I don't know, just something in my guts, just like pick offsides. <laughs> hey, I mean that's that's makes a logical choice. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dispute that either. I mean, like you said, with all the crowd noise that is going to be in there, that's how it's going to be. You know, that's the only thing I don't know. I don't watch enough Raiders football. Why would you? Uh, to know. But uh, I don't know how loud that stadium gets. Like, I don't know, like, you know, acoustically, 
you know, how well it handles sound and stuff like that. Like, can you really get the crowd noise up in that stadium or not? Like, I'm just not sure. It's enclosed with a glass ceiling. So there's got to be some decent refraction, I would imagine. Would seem like it. You know, like, and, I mean, uh, like, I know, like, SoFi Stadium, you know, uh, you know, uh, so Niners West or whatever they call it. Uh, Levi's West. <laughs> yeah, Levi's West. Uh, or South. I'm sorry. Levi South. Yeah, I mean, it gets pretty loud uh, when we're there. So, I mean, like, I, different stadiums have different capabilities like that. You know, like, Kansas City gets really loud, even though it's an open-air stadium and stuff like that. So, I just don't know how loud uh, Allegiant Stadium actually gets. But wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, tremendously loud. I know the Niners fans are going to be there, and they're going to be loud, and they're going to be cheering the team on. And I know I'm going to be loud here in my living room cheering the team on. So, you know, hopefully it all comes together. Yeah, no, it's it is weird. You can't really make an argument either way, like because the um or for how loud it'll get, because um it doesn't matter if it's open air or not, because, yeah, Kansas City's loud as hell. And uh, and then Seattle gets to cheat a little bit because they basically built reverb like with the way that the the dome is like half open, half close. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of and cheating. They, and they pump in crowd noise. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't dome, know. Geez. I just. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just ready. I'm like, this is it. You know, these podcasts, these last two weeks have been tons of fun to do. Uh, we've been talking about the game from all different angles and all different ways. And we've certainly covered all the, the weirdness and the wackiness with, with this podcast um, of things that could possibly happen. And now it's, now it's time. Now it's game time. Now it's time to settle in this weekend and watch some sports coverage on, on uh, Friday night and Saturday all day. And then, Tune into the pregame shows that probably start at 11 or noon on Sunday and watch all the interviews with the players and all the pregame hype and all that stuff and 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 see what shakes out. I just uh, I, I I'm kind of just I'm kind of just numb as a fan, I guess, at this point, because I'm I'm just so I'm, I'm so ready for the I'm so ready for the game to be here. I'm so ready for it to get going. I'm so nervous with anticipation. Uh, I'm so scared that the game is going to go poorly and be a, and be a blowout and, and like the Niners aren't going to show up for some reason. Um, I, I don't know what to think, but I'm, I'm going to be ready to watch. And um, I guess if nothing else, there'll be a bunch of cool commercials. So. Yeah. That, Oh my God, that Paramount ad that we, that's already leaked. It was so good. Throw the child. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite part is him kissing his head going, be brave. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that commercial is pretty amazing. There's already, there's been a bunch of commercials that have already come out. I've been totally uh, not watching them because I, I don't want to spoil them. Do you think a Deadpool trailer is going to come out? We'll talk movies for just like two seconds. Do you think a Deadpool trailer is going to come out? I know it was like anticipated by a lot of people, but I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything on it at all. Um, but I'm still be, hoping that be... something drops. There'll be a teaser. I don't, I'm not putting I'm not putting money on a full like two and a half three minute like trailer, but yeah. we'll we'll at least get a teaser. I'd like a thirty second teaser. I think that'll happen. Do you think it'll be a like thirty second teaser that says "Watch Jimmy Kimmel tomorrow night for the full trailer" or "Watch Good Morning America tomorrow for the full trailer"? That, you think it'll be a teaser yeah, like the, that? So the they draw Deadpool eyeballs to ABC. The Red Band trailer will be on Good Morning America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise well, I, me. I mean, it, that honestly you know, wouldn't surprise me. 
you've got to be aware of all that cross marketing. So like, do they do something? Cause it's Deadpool, right? So they do something wacky where he comes out and he's like, Oh, we really wanted to show you a trailer during the super bowl, but it doesn't do any good to show us on a network. That's not ABC. So our trailer is actually going to be shown on ABC tomorrow on the Jimmy Kimmel show. So be there when that goofball Ryan Reynolds shows up to make an appearance or something stupid like that. You know, maybe they do something wacky like that. That no, you've, you've swayed me to that. Like, yeah, you've swayed me to that because no, it's not going to do them any good to be on uh, on Paramount because no, that's not owned by them. But so no, I, I actually really like that idea. I think we will get a little teaser with like the logo that's half Wolverine, half Deadpool, and then full trailer drops. Yeah, Monday night at eleven on Jimmy Kimmel. I I could definitely see that happening. I like that idea. Yeah. That I mean that would be cool. I would really I would stay up and watch Jimmy Kimmel for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, but no, just to piggyback on you, like since yeah, this is the last time we'll um we'll be on mic before the big game. Yeah. Um, Jesus, I <laughs> uh man, I'm kind of in that I'm in that same boat with you. I'm uh I'm very thankful that we're even in an opportunity to um in my conscious lifetime. I know you were um you could see the Steve uh the Steve Young Super Bowl. Um but I've seen them all. <laughs> i'm oh, yeah. not old man i've seen them all <laughs> sorry yes you've seen them all um but the uh well even more better for you like i in just in my perspective i mean i was two i didn't get to see steve young's and so for me um i don't know if it even hurts more for you because you've seen the glory and now we've hit the two game skid all i've been around for has been these skids while getting to look at the, the 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 museum metaphorically that was our glory days and i as blessed as it is to say that outside of a outside of patriots in seattle and now kansas city like very few fan bases can even say that they're seeing the third super bowl appearance of their lifetime so like i'm taking solace in that and i'm very thankful i'm very happy for this hat i'm very happy for that hat i'm happy for the other ones way up there but um like I, I want to be thankful and happy for that. And I will be for sure. Like after wallowing in sadness for at least a week, if we do lose, <laughs> but um, it's so exciting too, that we have another opportunity and I really hope that they yeah. can get this one and we can, um, we can finally say that we made it to the mountaintop again. Like I, I know other fans have been drought, been in bigger droughts and things like that, but like, but no, like for, we're a Niners podcast. And for us, it has been a long time. 30 years has been a very, very long time. And we've had two losses in between it too. So it's not like we've just been a Jets fan that just live in a, or a Bills fan that just lives in a state of, Oh, well, we're going to lose eventually. Like we've gotten so goddamn close. Can we just punch it in this time? So I'm going to be praying. I'm, I'm going to be, I I'm going to find some solace that uh, we still have phenomenal coaches in a front office and phenomenal players after the fact, God forbid we lose, but, yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to be I'm going to be cheering my head off and hoping just we can finally punch the ticket, lift the curse off of Kyle, shock the world with Purdy and get all these amazing, not just players, but just amazing people like Fred and Kittle and Trenton, uh, Christian, so many players that deserve a ring. And I really want them to have this ring in their legacy now that absolutely deserve yeah. it. Um, yeah, no, I just, it just hit me that. Yeah. Next time we're going to be on Mike. uh James should be with us. And, um, and then, yeah, we'll, 
it'll be our last game recap of the year, and then we're going to our our biweekly schedule. So I just, damn, the year's already going to be over before the, the year's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's, I'm be... so thankful we're here. I'm so thankful we're here and still talking football. But yeah, I, I, of course I'm nervous. I yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'm optimistic. But yeah, of course. I hopefully we're here Monday talking about a win. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, it's been great that we've had four or whatever it is, five weeks of extra football uh, to talk about this season, right? You know, with all the playoffs and everything like that, because you know this could have been. Our season could have ended, you know, a number of weeks ago and we could have just been sitting here trying to get through the playoffs, um, you know, talking about stuff and pretending that we care. <laughs> right. And, and, and you know, ultimately just being disappointed. But, you know, like we said, here we are. We're at the big show. We got a lot of guys who are uh, hungry to get that first ring and who really, um, you know, as Niners fans, you know, we feel that they deserve a, a chance to have that ring and a deserve a chance to have that championship. And we got a lot of guys that are coming back and this truly ha has become the revenge tour. Um, they've circled back around. They've finally gotten back to the Super Bowl, and here they are back again against the chiefs. And this is their chance. You know, Kittle, everybody's seen the video now of Kittle standing on the sidelines where he's sitting there, you know, I will be back. I will be back. I will be in this place again, and I'm coming back with a vengeance. Well, oh yeah, here you go. Here you go, my man. Here's your chance to come back with a vengeance. Here's your chance to dismantle Kansas City, beat them in a way that we couldn't do it before, and you know, take that trophy home. And let's hope that they can do it. Yeah. Oh Jesus. I um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get emotional because I could say too that like I really. I don't know. It's been a, it's already been an emotional season just because I lost my dad right before the start of the season. So I know, like, I don't know. I kind of do want to be able to call mom and say, I wish I could and tell her that I'm shaking my hat in front of my, I have a bears uniform up because dad's favorite team was the bears. And I hope I can shake my hat and just tell him, Hey, we finally pulled it off. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just really, it's just a very, it's been a very strange, but very blessed, wonderful season. The fact that we're even in the super bowl. So I'm taking, I, I, of course I want us to win. I'm not trying to say I, I already know we lost, but because um, I haven't read the script. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been a, it's been a very it's been a wild, crazy season. And uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Thank you for just being the shepherd to remind me like, hey, next week's our last game recap, Dan. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing reality in, Eric. I appreciate it. <laughs> and and we end the podcast on a bummer note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, no, we, oh no, we're, well, no, we've, <laughs> we've, James and I have joked about that the show's over when we win the Super Bowl. No, I'm not going to let the show end without the Super Bowl. If, if we win the Super Bowl, I'll put it out there now. James can hear this afterwards. We're not ending the show if we win the Super Bowl. I, <laughs> if that's ever been a tease, we'll go no, for two. Not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not ending the show if we win the Super Bowl to, to make that abundantly clear. Um, but oh man. Um, I'm yeah, we've just been we need a I know I know this is I don't care that we went long on this one, but I think it's time now for us to uh thank our sponsor who's been with us the entire ride of the season, royalretros.com. What is royalretros.com? It is your go-to place to get an authentic throwback jersey. We are a football podcast, but they cover all the major sports if you care about them. Basketball, baseball, hockey, it's all there. But for us Niners fans, go check out the candlestick collection. It's curated with the Bay Area in mind. And once you find something that you like, use promo code Shady Sports to get 10% off of your entire order. Again, that is royalretros.com with promo code Shady Sports. 
It helps us out. It helps our parent channel, Shady Sports Network, out. And, uh, yeah, just go to royalretros.com and get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today. Our charity that we've been uh, spearheading for a crisis center in Kentucky. Um, we, full disclosure, we were going to have the unveiling of said crisis center. I'm going to keep that behind the curtain for now, partly because James isn't here. And then other, otherwise, the guest, we had to reschedule with the guest, too, just by happenstance. It wasn't. It wasn't a correlation, but uh, but no, we will reveal them very soon um, where all your money for the, these shirts has been going to. We were inspired to do this because of the allegations brought about by the Texans minority owner, even though we've also already just it's already been in the back of our mind because of Dan Snyder and then Jake Tepper being a dickhead and uh, uh, our own acting owner, CEO, I I know he's technically the CEO. Jed York was doing some things that we don't necessarily agree with either. So we started the hashtag owner accountability, owner standards over player standard, or owner standards greater than player standards, hashtag owner accountability. I don't know why I needed that, like the teleprompter, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, we wanted to spread this hashtag like wildfire because we think owners need to be held to the same standards as players do. And to do that, we created these shirts. Uh, like like I said, they're raising money for the soon-to-be-announced Crisis Center in Kentucky, and they are available at bonfire.com. This is our standard shirt with the hashtag on it. It's got the most uh, colors. It's got the most variety of uh, styles you can get it in. Hoodie, long-sleeve shirt. Uh, that And the pricing starting at $22.99. The next shirt, uh, this one is the cover art. If you listen to us on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and not just uh, the YouTube channel. Again, pricing starting at $22.99. The next one's our alternate logo. This one is a particular favorite of mine. It's a very nice shirt. You've seen James wear it here on camera a few times. Pricing starting at $22.99, just like everywhere else. And just like everything else, all the proceeds are going to this crisis center. The last shirt is our mascot, a <laughs> nut eating nuts. Uh, while wearing his 49ers hat. And this week he is anticipating a victory and cheering us on against the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58. All those shirts, again, you can find uh, the link to Bonfire in the show notes. And uh, we are still selling them. Uh, we don't want any money from these shirts. We want them to go specifically to this crisis center that we will name and bring somebody from the organization on air for an interview in the coming weeks. Once we have the specific date locked in, we'll let you know. But for now, uh, yeah, uh, to support the cause on bonfire.com. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, I guess I could have a little news blurb here. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the text. Uh, I keep wanting to talk about the coaches, but I want to <laughs> save it for a bigger episode because the carousel deserves a bigger episode. I know it, but I had to lull out loud that Greg Roman got hired by Jim Harbaugh and they're having a reunion <laughs> out in uh, Los Angeles. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But did you, what did you think of that? Uh, I don't have any idea why he would go back to Greg Roman. I mean, Greg Roman kind of seems like he's a one trick pony in terms of now. Don't get me wrong. He worked wonders with Colin Kaepernick. He did great things with, uh, Lamar Jackson, but that seems to be his bread and butter is that mobile versatile running quarterback 
that's not Justin Herbert. And they're paying Justin Herbert a whole truckload of money. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm not really sure what the plan is there and how that's going to work out. Uh, but if they're going to start running Herbert around like they do Lamar Jackson or Colin Kaepernick, uh, bad things are going to happen for the Chargers. Oh, man. Every single play, seemingly, it seemed like was just trips on Madden where everybody just goes on go routes. He drops back and then he runs like, yeah, <laughs> at least when he was with Baltimore, that seemed to be the running joke is that every call is just trips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is I not. Mean... Yeah, I agree. That's not the right quarterback for a Greg Roman system. It'll be interesting to see that he, how he adapts with a, a more traditional pocket passer. Yeah, I mean, we, we won't belabor the point here, but we talked a lot about it in terms of, you know, Purdy being a system quarterback and what makes someone a system quarterback and stuff like that, right? And to me, this just at first blush, giving it 30 seconds of thought here talking about it, right? This doesn't feel like the right marriage of system and quarterback. When you put those things together, this doesn't feel like, this feels like putting a square peg in a round hole. Um, and I don't really know why anybody would try to a attempt this. Um, but, you know, maybe they're smarter than me. I mean, clearly they're coaching professionally for a living. Although I don't think Greg Roman was in the league for the last couple of years. So I don't know if Harbaugh like called him off the couch or whatever. But, um, he you know, wasn't it just this year he got he got fired last year from Baltimore. Uh, not this year. So he's he I think he's only been out this one year. Okay. So, I mean, but just at first blush, it just doesn't seem like, again, if you're going to put a system around your quarterback, you would want it to fit your quarterback's skill set that they're good at. And that doesn't seem to be what Greg Roman's coaching pedigree is about. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, no, you nailed it on the head. And um, also if I hadn't said it explicitly, Welcome back to the league, Jim. The league is a better place with you in it. I'm very happy that you finally found a home with the Chargers. Uh, just good luck beating Patrick Mahomes twice. That's all I can say. <laughs> you love putting yourself in a position where you're facing a Goliath. I will put, I will, that's been your MO. Seattle, because of Pete Carroll and your rivalry with him. Michigan, trying to take down Ohio State every year. Now you're trying to take down Patrick Mahomes twice a year. I, kudos to always wanting to take on the challenge. Just, yeah, welcome back and good luck, man. Hopefully, there's a hopefully you can finally stop the Chargers from charging all over themselves. <laughs> Seems unlikely, <laughs> right? It's been uh, it's been like two decades of that. <laughs> oh, I know. If a coach can do it, though, if yeah. a coach can do it, though, yeah. Well, I think I think with that, this has been an awesome episode. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say, real quick? Bang, bang, Niner gang. Let's go get that win. Bang, bang. Well, guys, outro music is River Road by Justin Muth. Beat the Chiefs. We kick off at uh, 630 Eastern time on CBS and Paramount Plus. Let's beat the Chiefs. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song River Road, River Road You got me running all night long River Road Where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry